Hi, this is Wally Winger, the voice of the Riddler in Arkham Asylum and all the Arkham games, you silly fool. <laughs> it is I, the Riddler, and welcome to Scrub Club. Having fun yet? January 12, 2020. Welcome to episode 93 of the Struggle Game Podcast. I'm your host, Reckless Fox. Yeah, we're we're doing a little a, a different intro because yeah, you, like Boken said, New Year, New Me, all that boo ish. New Year, New Decade, Old Me. <laughs> yeah, I'm your host, Reckless Fox. Welcome to episode 93 of the Struggle Game Podcast, and rocking today is our token white boy, my favorite white boy as of right now, Comrade Extraordinaire. Boken, Comrade, take it away. Hey. Sin. Roll call still in process. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. And it's going to be us tonight. Uh, my opening comment is hopefully everyone is still alive and kicking with their New Year's resolutions. Hopefully, uh, shout out to the people who continue to keep their New Year's resolutions. And to the people that drop their New Year's resolutions two hours into the New Year, I don't feel sorry for y'all. I really don't. Don't make promises you can't keep. That's all I got to say about that. Also, um, if you have not seen the movie 1917, amazing movie, amazing movie. Check it out in your local theaters. And if you're looking to see a really bad horror My movie. My friend begs to differ, but, you know, to each their own. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, if you're, and if you are looking to watch a really bad horror movie to start off the new year, watch the new Grudge movie. The new Sam Raimi's The Grudge. Watch it. It's so bad, it's funny. And it's not like I honestly I wanna I hopefully someone in the podcast will do a, uh will see it so we can do a dual review because I got a lot to say about that. That movie was so dumb, but good lord, it was comedic gold. I'm just saying. And shouts to our boy Ricky Gervais, the unsung hero of Hollywood. Thank no. uh, in, in in his words, when you accept your award, thank thank your agent, thank your family, thank God, and then get the go off the stage, please. Thank you, Ricky Gervais. You, you, went, un- uh, you went to school less than Greta Thunberg. <laughs> we all know Epstein didn't kill himself. Let's just stop with the conspiracy. Okay, I know he's your friend, but he didn't but kill himself. Someone killed him, and y'all and y'all just as. And if you want to snitch like Takashi Six Nine, go ahead. If not, then shut the gob. <laughs> yeah, love- you, know, you know what's you know what's you know what's hilarious? What? There were celebrities that just did not take his advice. Well, uh, well, okay. I don't want to go into that. That's for Scrub Lounge later this week. Yeah, that is a good Scrub Lounge thing. I agree with you on that. But still, also additional shout out. Uh, but but staying on the topic really quick. I also want to give shout-outs to Joaquin Phoenix for winning Best Actor for The Joker. Because no one expected Joker to win anything because, like, everyone hates The Joker. And by everyone, I mean people who are not actual audience members. So, Karens. Karens, yeah. Karens. Especially the Karens <laughs> of Hollywood. And, oh and, and much like... Except Karen Gillian. Karen Gillian's okay. Yeah. We we love yeah. Karen Gillian. Like 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 you wear those tight cyborg pants all you want. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, what's it called? Uh, Joaquin also did like an anti SJW speech, so props to him too. 
And and I want to give a third shout out to a meme known as the new guy, which which we're gonna discuss more on the scrub lounge. But the point is, let this character, if you haven't know, uh, uh, if you know who I'm talking about, be your spirit animal for the rest of the decade. Oh my, th this guy, oh my god, <laughs> anyways, well that being said, let's get started, before we get into all that, because we got, we got a lot of stuff to talk about tonight, some things that we honestly don't care about, but we just have to put them on their show notes, and things that we actually do care about, like Bayonetta 3, but we'll get into that in a minute, housekeeping, for those y'all who don't know, sorry with that, I, I just got home from fighting traffic, for those y'all who don't know, uh, we do our podcast live on Twitch, so if you haven't yet, be sure to follow us on twitch.tv slash RecklessFox. Chat, we love you. We adore you. We appreciate you guys coming in whenever we're doing this in the afternoon, at night, maybe. We used to do our podcast at like 12 in the morning. I don't know how we were able to do it, but thank y'all for, for the people, for the year one uh, followers of the Stroke of Podcast who stood with us followers. until- Yes, exactly. Uh, but we appreciate y'all. And, uh, yeah, if you, and for those of y'all who are like, you know, reckless, you know, I got a late night shift. I promise myself I continue to stay busy. My mama's tripping, my dad's tripping, my baby mama's tripping, my side chick's tripping, my ex-girlfriend's tripping, my husband's tripping, my girl, my wife's tripping. Everyone in my house is tripping. Don't worry. We got you covered, guys. We got, we got you covered. It's on and kick it because this episode will be up as soon as humanly possible. And as we always say, guys, closed mouths don't get fed. So please... There's no, please don't keep saying uh, we want to ask a dumb question, which we always say there's no such thing as a stupid question. Unless you ask it, you respond with a really dumb answer, and then we're really going to actually roast you. But until then, until you can like, talk to us, you can then now forever email us at scrucklegamebookings at gmail.com. That's scrucklegamebookings at gmail.com for clean questions, comments, concerns, advice, and business inquiries, all of that fun stuff. You want to find us on Facebook and Twitter, type in Scruggle Gaming, and bam, Scruggle Gaming is all being ho! Yeah, I'm the only one doing it. Uh, you guys can find us on our YouTube page, Scruggle Game. Which we only we do it together on special occasions. We finally put up a brand new video on our Scruggle Gaming uh, YouTube channel. It is the highlights from last week's episode where we talked about the best games of the decade. Our, our favorite games of the last decade. The 25 minute long, the 25 long minute video is officially up on our YouTube page. So please be sure to check that out. We we uh, shout out to the two new subscribers on our channel. We finally hit 20 subs. We're gonna try at least get to 100 subs before the summer. Uh, you can also find us on our home base, soundcloud.com slash gaming. That's soundcloud.com slash gaming for previous episodes of the Scruggle Gaming Podcast, the Scrub Lounge, the Scruggle Center Presents Podcast, and the Scrub Club, Scrub Club Retrospective Review Podcast. Also, you can now find us on our Instagram page. Type in Scruggle Gaming, and we're right there. We will also be putting that highlight up on our Scruggle page as well. You want to get a hold of any of us, you want some prior critique time, find your boy, Reckless Fox, on Twitter or Instagram at the Reckless underscore Fox, YouTube Reckless. Guy, I have tongue tied. One take, YouTube Reckless underscore Fox, and find all my latest game content on twitch.tv slash Reckless Fox. If I'm not holding down the South Town region, flexing Geese Howard style, we're going to go over to uh, Angel Grove, Boken Cabo, where can they find you? You can find me on on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Bokengabotone. You can find me on Instagram at chrono underscore justice underscore cosplay. Speaking of Instagram, guess who just followed the Scrub Club Gaming uh, Instagram page? Who? Yeah, boy. Oh, my God. Well, shout out to the one new person who started following us. I just got it. 
Oh, that's awesome. Well, that being said, guys, let's get started. Um, Broken Call. Actually, I want to go start. I want to start first. I normally I let everyone else start, but I want to start yeah, first. Yeah, because this because uh, this first piece of uh, news actually involves both of us because we were right there when it happened. This doesn't just involve us. It also involves everyone the Scribble Gang podcast, everyone of our fans, and everyone of the Morphin Network um, YouTube channel. Um, we have a we can officially say right now. Well, we're still this. We're still getting paperwork done. We're still getting a lot of done stuff done in the lab. We just scored our potentially scored our very first sponsor. Um, it is a cosplay props um, company. We won't go further into detail. They're about to relaunch their website. Uh, it was a company that got, that shut down ten years ago, and that's about to be on the come up once again. And we want to thank those guys. Decade. Yeah, it's been a, a decade. A decade later, they they're back. Uh, we want to thank that company for wanting to sponsor us. We greatly appreciate. It. We are humbled that you guys uh, take the time to listen to this. Uh, which also means we're gonna have to try. We're uh, we're saying this live right now. We're gonna have to kind of clean up what we say. I cuss a lot. I I was okay throughout the whole summer, and then I started cussing a storm because EA a lot pissed of me things off happened. Again. A lot of dumb things happened. Bethesda, Blizzard. Activision, EA, you, you you know the the big four that none of us like in the gaming industry or the gaming journal. Well, not gaming journals because half the gaming journalists are stupid. But people who are actually uh you know on their p's and q's when it comes to what's going on in the industry, we we, we got a little pissy about it and, and rightfully so. So, but uh, with all that being said, to the company, thank you guys very much. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We've been trying to score a sponsor for two years now, and this is awesome. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Thank you guys, we appreciate it. With that being said, my week's been good. Um, I saw The Grudge this week, tr- trash movie. Saw 1917 with Bill Cabado and one of my other homies. Very, very good movie. Um, and for those of y'all who wanna know why I wasn't streaming on YouTube, uh, I just honestly need a break. I needed a long week break from uh, streaming on Twitch because I just felt a little burnt out, and I honestly yeah. need a break. I need yeah, I need some time what, to relax. Three, four streams a week. Yeah, and no, mo- mostly they're in, at night, so I'm burning myself out. And on top of yeah. that, I have work the next day, and I and normally I try to wake up around five thirty in the morning so I can go work out before I go to work. So I was just burnt out last week. And oh yeah, I remember one time uh, that one time we went uh, to work out together. You're like, "Hey, Kabuto, you mind uh, if uh, we woke up five in the morning to go to the gym?" <laughs> yeah, I did that. I, I did that. I did that. I fairly admit that, <laughs> but overall, well, that's because I'm, I normally wake up around five, five twenty in the morning to go work out. Yeah, that's just no, me. I get you. Uh, but no, I, I honestly, guys, I really need the break. I, I'm, I apologize that I didn't say anything on Twitter, um, about it. I will do better on my part next time to let you guys know when I'm gonna be streaming. I will definitely be streaming tomorrow night. Uh, the Scrub Lounge, we're moving it to Thursday nights, so we will be doing the Scrub Lounge every Thursday night uh, around like 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, so we'll keep you guys up to date on that. Normally, it's either going to be on a Tuesday or a Thursday. We're gonna, the first show will be on Thursday, for sure. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, oh, I saw, I went to a Laker game. 
that's that's the one good news. I that's one big news I did. Yeah, da- yeah, I'm yeah, I, I if I had a drink for every time Dagger Boy plays uh that Randy Newman song. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, you know, why not mix it up a bit? You know, play some Tupac. He's got an LA anthem song. Oh my god. <laughs> but yeah. And um I actually introduced a friend. I actually, I actually introduced someone to saying Karens instead of saying the B word. You know what B word I'm talking about. Yeah, so once again, I'm gonna say this right now. Men, uh, men of the world, men on Twitch and YouTube. If you are, t- if you don't want to call your girlfriend or boyfriend or whomever the B word, you want to was the mo- the best and ins- the next best insulting thing to call on a woman, and you won't get in trouble. You call him a Karen. Mm-hmm. Call McCarran people. Uh, I did go to Long Beach Comic Expo la- yesterday. It was pretty chill. I got to I got to interview Jason Font for Power Rangers Time Force as oh, well as he did the cool, motion. And he also did the motion capture for Resident Evil Six because he was Leon. Um, he also really played cool, Alexander dude. the Great in uh, in both History Channel and, and on Deadliest Warrior. Yeah, and we also got to interview uh, Nakia Baris. From, who played Not Tanya yet. for Power Rangers Zio. And I'm going to officially say this right now, but if for anyone who's listening, who anyone who follows Morphin Network, before they even announce it, I'm going to do it. We just booked an interview with Nakia Baris Saturday, February 2nd. Wait, was it February 2nd? Sorry, sorry February 3rd. Let me check and make sure. Uh, we did, but we did score an interview with Nakia. Oh yeah, no, it was it's February first. So Saturday, February first at two p.m. Pacific Standard Time, we will be interviewing Nakia Baris from Power Rangers Zeo and Power Rangers Turbo, one of my favorite uh, Power Rangers of all time. The Black Excellence is strong in Nakia, and that's all I got to say about that. Yeah, also- she's, she's our favorite radio DJ from from Angel Grove Radio. Exactly, and and also we, uh, I did get the chance to go to a brand new con, uh, con called Sexy Cosplay Con, and it was it was small, but it was pretty fun. I enjoyed it. Uh, shouts to Scott Zillner and Lauren Stone from um, the creators of Power Morphicon, uh, Japan World Hero, and even and Tooncon. Thank you guys very just name a few. Thank you guys very much for inviting myself and Dagger Boy from Morphin Network out there. We greatly appreciate. I that. never heard of this uh, con. It, it just started. It started yesterday, actually. It was actually pretty oh. fun. I think. Where I, is this? It was at Long. It was. It was right after Long Beach Comic Expo. Oh wait, it's in Long Beach. Yeah, it was. In, it was in Long Beach. It happened yesterday. Uh. In any case, I did not get any notifications of it, so we got press. We got uh, invited as press. That's why. Oh no, no, I mean, like I didn't get any messages from Scott. Oh, okay. It's actually it wasn't Scott's idea. It was Lauren. Lauren Stone is the one who um made the uh, made the. Oh, so she's the showrunner, not yeah, she Scott. was the showrunner. That, yeah, Scott was right. there as support and just helping out. That's all. Right. Okay, that would explain because I have Scott on my social media, not yeah. Lauren. My bad, my bad. Because I want, I'm like, oh god, we're not. I want to start. I'm not trying to start rumors. <laughs> um. <laughs> But yeah, it was really cool. I really enjoyed it. And Boken, I know a man of your taste would really, really like it. Um, very, 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 really, really good. Really good stuff there. Um, uh, other than that, oh, and actually, I want to shout out. Uh, I want to. I actually want to shout this. Uh, um, Instagram follow. Uh, Instagram dude out real quick. Um, what's his name again? I'm trying to find it real quick. Hold on, hold on. 
I'm trying to see him. Hold up. Let's see. Let's see. Actually, no. Hold up. Let me do this. I want to give a big. Here he is. I want to give a big shout out to uh, David Monster Inc. David Monster Inc. is the head of uh, Hearts of Choice, which is or also um. Let's see. Yeah. No, it's just that. Uh, David Monster uh, Monster Inc. Uh, he's a big wrestling fan um, and everything like that. Had a thing called Gay Pro Wrestling. And you can follow him on DavidMonster.com to get any type of merchandise. Whether you want to get a heel t-shirt or a jobber t-shirt. If you're a wrestling fan, you will like him. You will like those, um, those picks. Just saying right now. And with that being said, I think that's it for me. Boken, how was your week? Go ahead. It, it was a rough week. It was a rough week, you know. I had to deal with like a friend of mine, you know. You know, it's like it's like if one hundred, if let me put it to you like this: if ninety-five percent of your conversations is your friend complaining to you about their significant other, they're in no position to say, "I don't want to argue with you about my relationship," because what else is there to talk about, you know? I mean, exactly. I'd rather talk about other things, but, you know, like, if you're not going to, like, ask, to, like, if you're going to talk for this much about this specific topic, how, do you really expect me to not give me, uh, give my two cents on, on the topic? But anyways, uh, completely separately, there was this uh, mixer I had to go to, uh, and partly because... Uh, partly because it's a it's show run by by an old friend of mine in the VA community that I haven't seen in seven years, and mm. and let me just put it to you like this: I had to play cards against a man who's sitting next to a Karen, so oh, bad. No. That, oh no! That, that there was another person at another table. Who looked like a who looked like a stereotypical SJ Dub, and that stereotypical SJ Dub looking person is more pleasant company than this Karen. <laughs> it's like it's like okay, I get it that this is a singles mixer, but if you're still putting your uh, putting your political beliefs in front of having shared hobbies when it comes to significant. Uh, looking for a significant other, you are the definition of a choosing beggar. You're, wow. you're, you're like, and like, what's funny is that, like, it's like, I, like, I, 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 like, she, like, puts, like, and she always puts, like, the, like, the worst possible cards, like, 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 Republicans, Trump, white privilege, you know, you know, like, you know, like, basically, she's a one trick pony when it comes to, like, picking white cards. So when I pick another, <laughs> so, so when I'm the card star and I put, uh, pick someone else's, Oh, white card. And basically, uh, and like one of the cards I picked was a sassy black woman, mind you. And I'm like, and I'm like, for the culture. And then, and then like literally all the guys in the table and, and not her, they're like, preach my brother. All of them. Even so the black you, you, le you legit just flex your, your black card that you've uh, had in store for uh, decades on them, huh? Yeah, pretty much, pretty much, and I didn't even need to though. And and the thing is, and you know, she's like, and like, like first comment I made, you know, it's like, it's like, I'm I'm not about this dichotomy, you know. I'm more about building intellectual empathy. And everyone's like, that's deep. And she's like, oh, well, it looks like my dating pool has is slowly shrinking. And I'm like, 
I'm like, look, between the cancer and the grad school, I can't believe you're not expecting to go out with anyone. So while your dating pool is shrinking, mine's only expanding. Wow. Boken, that's kind of savage, man. I ain't gonna front. I ain't gonna front about that. Okay. I mean, look, I don't want to be savage, but she put me in that position. She put me in that position. She fell on her own sword, the sword of social justice, self-righteousness, known as being a Karen. So she she drew first blood. She she attempted to draw the first blood. But, but here's the thing. When you swing a broadsword too hard, it ends up swinging back or right in your face. Oh, my God. All right, man. Well, we've got to get started with this. Uh, I actually want to start. I want to start off by doing this real quick. Boken, what the hell is going on with uh, Pokemon? I We're going to start off with that. That's going to be our big discussion first. So, uh, what's up? Want to look on? at the trailer real quick, or do you want me to just go just right? Just give me the gist. I, look, cause I don't care that okay. much. I, no. I, know, I read about it. I know what happens, but for, for the uninitiated, because you are the biggest Pokemon fan in the squad. Go ahead. Okay, so basically, there's a new DLC for uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield. And here's the thing. It's actually two different DLCs bundled together in one purchase. You can't just buy one or the other. The first one is called uh, Armor Isle, and the other one, and the second one is called, um, uh, and the second one's called uh, Crown Tundra, and they and they come out in uh, June 2020 and November 2020, respectively. And to okay. get the bun and the bundle for one game, Sword or Shield, costs thirty fucking dollars. I apologize for my language. Uh, we're gonna censor that when we switch to the YouTube version. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's thirty bucks, and uh, and and each DLC comes with its own like story arc, uh, with uh, certain content, new outfits, new hairstyles, and one hundred returning Pokemon in each. So you've got a total of two hundred returning Pokemon, new legendaries, and. Um, and uh, more content for the price of $30. Now, I imagine a lot of Pokemon fans are gonna be especially mad about this because for one, you know, they already paid the $60 to get Sword or Shield, 120 if you're getting both games. And and uh, each game, and like between both games, you only get 400 Pokemon out of the uh, disclosed 980 of them. You know, it's like a lot of people are really pissed out about that. And now you have to pay an extra $30 per game just to get the other 200 po uh, another 200 Pokemon, which is still not the complete roster, but a 200 more Pokemon. People are probably going to be really pissed, especially since, you know, back in the past, you were able to access, like, islands as free DLCs, like uh, Liberty Island, Crescent Moon Island, Full Moon Island, uh, what's called the... Uh, uh, Heaven Gateway and stuff like that. Sorry, Heaven Stairway. I forgot what it's called. And so, um, you know, so I imagine a lot of Pokemon fans are going to be really pissed about that. I haven't watched any uh, videos or tweets about this yet. So, like, this is me having, like, my own perspective without counting for other sources. Um, the $30 is only for one... Sorry, the 60 Yeah, $30 is only for one game. So if you have both games and you want the DLC for both games, that will cost you $60 in total. Um, I will say this, though. This is my stance on this. Yes, I'm a little upset that... Uh, 
I'm a, I'm a little upset that, you know, this is a paid DLC and it costs this much. But I will, but I'm thinking back of the, of an earlier time where you had to pay a DLC for a major Nintendo game was Mario Kart 8. And here's the thing, Mario Kart 8 costed $60 where they get it for the Wii U or for the Switch. And, well, and, and when, and here's the thing, for the Wii, uh, Switch version, the DLC is already included, but for the Wii U, you actually had to buy the DLC and combined all the DLCs is only one sixth of the price of the game. But it's like an additional 50% content. So, you know, you're getting three times the money's worth, you know, uh, in terms of content. So I, so this is what I'm going to say. If, if these two, if these two uh, new areas are going to be worth the price, uh, are going to cost uh, the price of half of the game, it better goddamn be enough content to be worth half a game like like there needs like both areas need to equal half of the content you would get from the gallery region by itself okay i want all right can i I jump in real quick yeah go ahead all right so my whole thing with the my whole thing with the pokemon i i want to say is right now as someone who doesn't really play pokemon games because the last pokemon game i played was pokemon emerald back on the game boy advance Emerald's classic. I will say this. If I were to jump back into Pokemon and play Sword and Shield, beat the game, and then found out that there was an expansion pack that Nintendo is going to be releasing, and coming from someone who has played video games with said expansion packs, I wouldn't complain. Okay, I spent 60 bucks on a game that I bought four or five months ago. I would not complain. That's just me. That's freaking stupid. That like, why would you know? Why would people complain? For me, my real question is not whether or not we have to pay for the content, or um, or how much it costs. Well, actually, it's a little to do with how much it costs. But the real question for me is, will the amount of content from this expansion be worth paying the amount that the content costs? Because we're talking. $30. That's half the price of the base game. So, so you know, I really hope that this will be a Mario Kart kind of scenario where you do get a substantial amount of new content for this price as opposed to a uh, freaking uh Battlefront where you're paying double for oh <laughs> for a half complete game. I understand I, I will say this. I I if I were to play devil's advocate, I understand why a lot not not a lot of people are, are for this. Because Pokemon was all Pokemon has always been a complete game. So I understand that maybe there are people yeah, out and there. DLCs and DLC areas were always for free of via mystery gift. Exactly. And I understand that, you know, to some people who've ever who have played Pokemon before in the past are not used to like expansion packs or DLCs or anything like that. Because whenever you hear a DLC, uh you your 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 skin starts to uh quiver and your skin and you start to get a little, little a little angsty uh angsty because you know we all we, we're in an era where DLC content being put into a game that's remotely in in Pokemon Sword and Shield's case is Pokemon Sword and Shield a multiplayer game or single player um the main story is single player but uh but you could uh, battle and trade with other players okay so for a game that's 
mostly single player with story. No one wants like downloadable content for that un unless it is an expansion. But because it's Pokemon, Pokemon has never had an expansion pack. So this is the first expansion pack we're getting from Pokemon. So I understand why people are, are, are genuinely upset about this. But at the same time, guys, it's, it's this actually, a good, in my opinion, this is actually a good thing for Pokemon. Because now you're gonna you get you're able to give Nintendo breathing room to make the next Pokemon game. Cause yeah, keep in mind, most Pokemon games come out what every what two years or so, give or two take. Two years or so. Sometimes one year if it's like if it's like the second wave of the same generation, like like black like black and white and black and white two came out in one year. And for uh, Gen three, you got uh, you got uh, what's it called? Uh, Ruby and Sapphire in two thousand three, uh, Fire Red and Leaf Green in two thousand four, and then Emerald in two thousand five. So yeah, so I under again I understand, but at the same time, like guys, let's let's not let's let's not get too pissy about it. Let's just see how this goes, and who knows if because again. Pokemon fans are gonna buy it anyway. It, it's Pokemon. Pokemon sells like hotcakes. I'm pretty sure that there are plenty of Pokemon fans. There are plenty of you guys out there who are gonna want to buy this expansion pack to see what's about to, to happen. To quote Long Beach Griffey, it's an iPhone with a camera. Day after day, since I rush against the clock. Alright, I'm done. Let's move on. Alright, so this is one piece of news that I know Bokin is going to love. <clears throat> it's come from GameSpot. Throbbing for it. <laughs> Platinum Games has now has promised uh, multiple announcements for 2020. Uh, and I'm reading this from GameSpot real quick. Platinum is gearing up for a big 2020 and promising some big announcements. The studio is currently working on Bayonetta 3 and Babylon's Fall, both of which we're expecting to see more of this year. In statements given in uh, Japanese website Inside Games, studio pre uh, president uh, Kenichi Sato. Is, is it Kenichi Sato? Kenichi Sato and studio head uh, Atsushi uh, Inaba. I'm, I'm, I apologize if I'm butchering guys' uh, names. Let me, let, me, let me go on to the website so I can help you out with these. Have talked uh, about their plans for the year ahead. Sato says that he promised... Kenichi Sato and uh, um, Achi Inaba. Okay. Uh, Sato says that promises at the end of 2018 that 2019 would be a be a year where the certain where the curtain rises for a new stage for Platinum Games, but that's but that it's but oh my god I tongue tie, but that it's happening a little bit later instead. I believe we'll have several big announcements to deliver early in the new year, so please look forward to that. Sato points out that Tokyo Olympics in 2020 mean that the world will be watching Japan as a studio representing the country. Platinum Games are looking at games to go all out to get attention from fans around the world and bring smiles to everyone. Inaba's st statement is brief, but promises that starting early on in the year, I believe will continue to roll out various announcements big, small throughout the year. So my question to you, Bilkin, what announcements do you, okay, what announcements do you think he's talking about? I I think I, and that's a stupid question, uh, I know which one you're going to talk about. I think for the most part, it's literally uh, just Bayonetta and uh, Babylon. I, I've seen, I've seen trailers for Babylon and it looks really interesting. I might consider getting that too. Uh, Bayonetta 3, I got a Switch, like what, like Switch is probably one of the first uh, next gen consoles. 
like current gen consoles that I got like within a month or two of it coming out just because I knew that they're going to make a Bayonetta 3 at some point and it's going to be on the Switch. I better get a Switch now so I'll be ready for it. And guess what? I get a Christmas bonus for the first time in four years and I use it to get a Switch and you well, well the rest of the story is from, the, uh, from our previous podcast. Uh, but I can't... My... Me getting my Switch is finally going to pay off because Bayonetta 3 is finally going to have a release date and I'm so excited and I'm so scared because uh, because Godfather Part 3 was so bad. <laughs> Did you really just compare Bayonetta 3 to Godfather Part 3? Seriously? No, 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 no. I compared Bayonetta 1 and 2 to Godfather 1 and 2. But if this pattern persists, that means I'm scared of Bayonetta 3 being terrible. <laughs> Because okay, I, okay, but, okay, but to be fair, Pokemon, to be fair, did you? No, you did. The God of War trilogy before they got, before we got God of War four, each one got better and better. And in my opinion, God true, of War three, true. God of War and I, and I really hope Bayonetta three will be better. Like I, like I'm dying to see more, more footage, more gameplay, more lore of the Bayonetta franchise because it is such an amazing story and i want to see where they go from here um as for babylon uh, as for babylon's fall i'm also interested in seeing that i would say this it would be nice if they may uh to you know to commemorate because they are doing a report of of bayonetta and uh one other game uh which game was it uh for playstation 4 and xbox one so i'm thinking it would be nice if uh, Platinum also uh, did a report of Near and Near Automata to the Switch so that I could play those two games as well. But, you know, like, yeah. um, you know, here's hoping. Um, but that aside, you know, they make a good point. Uh, the Olympics 2020 is a huge deal and people will be watching the Olympics. So this is a great time for marketing. With that said, I feel like I'm taking it back to 2014 in asking why did they not make a, a FIFA game for Pokemon? I'm because stop, no, 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 no. I'm gonna go next. I'm going next. No, Japan, no, no, no. So let me, let me play like this. Let me play like this. Mascot was Pikachu. Let me, all right, let me tell y'all real quick. I'm thinking Bulbasaur should have been Mascot because it's a better goalie. I'm gonna talk louder. My whole thing, low key. I okay. I want Bayonetta 3. Let's not get it twisted. All right, let's not get it twisted though. But I honestly hope that one of these announcements tells me that Anarchy Reigns is about to get a remaster on PlayStation and Xbox One and PC. I said I said this during our last podcast where I was talking about my favorite games of 2013. Yeah, I, I want to see that for the Switch too because I want to I'm gonna kick some butt with Rodan. Anarchy Reigns was a very underrated game, but I do agree. I do agree that w about him saying that Japan, all eyes are on Japan this summer for the uh, the world for the Olympics. Um, platinum. This could I honestly I, I really do think this is Platinum's year. This is the year of Platinum, De definitely. It definitely is. Um, Banner Three. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a, a big swing and say that Banner Three comes out this year. Probably like in the holiday season of 2020, and I, I am, I'm living on a prayer that outside, you know, um, Babylon Falls, that 
Anarchy Reigns gets a remaster. I'm going to keep egging Platinum Games on and on about remastering that game. Because I think I think this generation needs to know how good Anarchy Reigns was. And that that game was ahead of its time. And was it was just short. It, it just had a short lifespan because of the amount of games that are coming out in 2013. If you were to release Anarchy Reigns out now. Especially because the Battle Royale scene is so big right now with PUBG, Apex, and Fortnite, Anarchy Reigns would be like, it would be pretty much, it'd be on par with that because it is a fighting game Battle Royale type of game. A, a fighting Battle yeah. Royale game. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, that's just me. Um, do you have any more uh, thoughts about this Pokemon before we move on? Um, not really. Like, I'm, I'm just really hyped up because Platinum ha has a really hot streak when it comes to making good they I mean, you could say that, you know, Bethesda and EA had a couple of good games, but they do not have a good streak. But and, and Platinum? Even, even Platinum's worst games that they, uh, that they brought out were, weren't even that terrible. They're just meh. And I'm talking about yeah, Avatar, like, uh, Legend Transformers of Devastation and Legend of Korra. And uh, didn't they do Ninja Turtles out of the shadow? Yeah, or... uh, Mutants Manhattan, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they also did uh, Metal Gear Rising uh, uh, Revengeance. Hey, hey, put some respect on Revengeance. Revengeance hey, is lit. Hey, I'm just saying that they made that game. I didn't say it was one of their worst games. Okay, making sure. Making sure. Okay. Uh, speak speaking of games um, that I'm pretty sure someone had asked for. Um, there's a new Lord of Rings game. Lord of Rings Gollum is gonna. It's confirmed for the Xbox Series X and Play, PlayStation Five for 2021. Um, Boken, did you do you care about this? Were you a, were you a big Tolkien fan? I was more of a fan of the biography of Tolkien than his actual literature. I was not a fan of the movie franchise. I will say this: Hobbit was at least better than Lord of the Rings, but not by much. I think. Of the six movies, a Desolation of Smog was the best film, but I definitely did not play um, the, any of the video games, whether it's the Lego one, that other one for the PS2, or the more recent one for the PS3. Or was it PS4? I don't remember. It came out when the Kings won that Stanley Cup. You mean, you, oh, you mean um, Shadows of Mordor? Yeah, Shadows of Mordor. Well, to be fair, Shadows of Mordor and Shadows of War were actually are really are actually pretty good games, and they don't really fall. They don't really necessarily follow the movies of the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit. They actually fall. It's supposed to be a prequel to Lord, uh, the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. I have no, never I, played it. I, so. I get that, but again, you know, they didn't have any of those games for systems I played. So, so between my lack of interest in the franchise and the lack of uh systems for me to play it on you know i can't really heck i heck i can confidently say that lord of the rings is the only lego game that i haven't played oh my god um i always say this i don't i don't care i i really don't care about lord of the rings um i i tried watching the movies i can't the hobbit is the only one i got through and i really like the hobbit i've it not took watched me 10 days to watch the rings trilogy I've not watched The Hobbit 2 or The Hobbit 3 yet, I, but I really enjoyed The Hobbit, the first one. So I, I like know the second th Hobbit, uh, Desolation of Smog. That was my favorite one. Yeah, I know a lot. I know a lot of people get really mad and angsty when people say that they like The Hobbit movie more than Lord of the Rings. But I'm gonna say it's just me. I I, I rather watch action than watch niggas walk. That's all I got to say about that. 
So, uh, yeah, uh, Lord of the Rings Gollum comes out in 2021. So, for you Lord of the Rings fans, um, yeah, go score score one for the boys back home. Uh, new Batman uh, Arkham teaser, uh, Arkham logo came out. So, a new, and I'm just reading for this from IGN. So, um, Warner Brothers Games released uh, pictures of some new emblems for the new Batman Arkham game, which they said that they're trying to be, they're not trying, they're actually working on right now. Do you even care about, about this Bokeh, yes or no? Um, not really, because I haven't really played any of the Arkham games. Although, if they did make ports, I would actually be down to play Arkham City, because I, because like, I, I've played the demo for Asylum, but City just seems more interesting. In your opinion, which one was the best Arkham game so far? In my opinion, Arkham City. Arkham City is the, Arkham City is by far the best game in the in the franchise. I mean, Arkham Asylum started it, but it, I Arkham Asylum was just really limited on th certain things you could do. It wasn't open world. Um, I mean, it was kind of open world, but you're you're on the you're on you're in Arkham Asylum, so it really wasn't open. And then Arkham Origin, I had a good time with. I it was people keep saying it was an Arkham City clone. It really wasn't, but that's teach their own. I didn't play Arkham Knight though. I'm just honestly, from what rumor has it, and this is just rumors, do not take the, this verbatim, um, that the next set of villains that Batman's going to be fighting is the Court of the Owls. And I'm just over here like, can, can I get a Batman Arkham Beyond game? Can, can we get Terry McGinnis, please? That's all I want. I want Terry McGinnis I Batman would, as a I main character. I would be down for that. You know, like, like, you know, actually, I don't know if ScrewTech ever done something like this, but I would have liked to see... Uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, Terry McGinnis versus uh, uh, Miguel from Spider-Man uh, 2099. They did it, but Bat and the Sun did that one. Oh, Bat and the Sun did that? Well, I don't know about this Batman Arkham game. I guess we'll find out a little bit more. Hopefully, Warner Brothers Games shows up at E3 uh, later this year and actually talks more about the Batman game because I'm, I'm actually interested. I, I want to see what they're going to do with it. But if it's true that they're going to play fighting the quarter owls, I just, I'll just say it's, it's I, but I really want a Batman Arkham Beyond. I want Terry McGinnis Batman Beyond. Terry McGinnis does not get enough credit, and I think he is he is long overdue to have his own video game. Okay, that Batman Beyond Return of the Joker game on PlayStation that doesn't count. I want an actual right. Batman be Batman game where Batman Beyond does Batman stuff. And I'll leave it at yeah. that. And and you know, I don't even mind if Johnny does the voice of Terry. No, no, get Will. No, 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 no. I, I want Will Friedel. Will Friedel. Don't, 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 don't do that to my boy Ron Stoppable. Okay, he's he will then now and forever then now and forever be Terry McGinnis. Okay. Crap. Now now you just reminded me of the live action Kim Possible movie. Why'd you have to do that? Okay, low key, it ain't that bad. I I'd rather it, it watch. I is. would rather. I'd rather watch that movie than I would ever watch Mega Force or Super Mega Force ever again. I'm just saying. Speaking of uh, speaking of which, oh well, not, it's, I mean, it had, it's, it's completely unrelated. But let's talk about Resident Evil. So the Resident Evil Three remake is coming out later this year, and apparently this uh, there's gonna be some big changes. It's coming from Polygon. As much as I don't like Polygon, actually, you know what? Screw that. We're we're reading this from the Game of Illuminati. Shouts to the Game of Illuminati. We're reading this from their article. Shouts to TBH, who's the writer of this. Um, 
a Resident Evil 2 remake made waves last year and Capcom is looking to cash in with an announcement of the Resident Evil 3 remake. Just understand this is a remake, not a remaster, meaning certain elements of the original game have been changed for the modern era. Something similar to the last, uh, the last Ratchet and Clank game. Our plug is claiming some interesting uh, things about the remake. Um, they claim this remake will no longer contain multiple endings like the original Resident Evil 3. And I'll explain that in a minute. Um, that's interesting to me because that, that completely changes the canon material. Hopefully it doesn't lead to any retcons or confusion amongst the community. They also claim that Resident Evil 3 Mercenaries mode will not be returning in the remake. I personally never played Resident Evil 3, but our informant claims that this uh, could be a deal breaker for many fans of the OG uh, title. Uh, Yep, and that's pretty much it. I will go into detail about what TBH is talking about. Uh, for those of y'all who who didn't play Resident Evil 3 uh, back in the day, after after you beat Resident Evil 3 Nemesis, um, you you do unlock Mercenaries mode. Mercenaries mode, you can play as um, you can play as Jill, you can play as Carlos. I think you can play as a few other people. I ain't go, I ain't played that mode too much. I was honestly playing the story mode, and yes. Resident Evil 3 Nemesis, the OG one, had uh, a few, uh, had, I think, two alter two endings. Actually, two alternate endings. Uh, one is where you you leave as Jill, you you, you went to save the day. The other one is you and Carlos Olivero, who is the other character in the game. You guys escape Raccoon City before it gets nuked. And then the, uh, the a true ending is where Barry Burton from the original Resident Evil shows up and saves both uh, Jill and Carlos. He's in the helicopter as they're flying out of Raccoon City before it gets nuked. Th those are the endings. So, likely or not, we're either two things are going to happen. One, Jill and Carlos are going to be getting that the ending is going to be Jill and Carlos escaping Raccoon City before it gets nuked, or it's going to be Barry in the helicopter saving both Jill and Carlos. One of the one of those two is a thing. Uh, my my take on it is. I'm okay with Mercenaries mode being taken out. I, I, considering the fact that the new Resident Evil game that they also um, announced last year, at the but towards the end of last year too, uh, Project Resident is gonna be uh, is gonna be coming out and is probably gonna be tied in with the uh, Resident Evil Three remake. I have no problem with Mercenaries not being the Mercenaries mode. Got tongue tied so hard. I have no problem with Mercenaries mode not being in the remake. I have no problem with it whatsoever. Uh, I know there's going to be a, probably a, uh, a make or break for some Resident Evil 3 fans, but for me personally, it doesn't bother me. I think if you, I think if we, as long as you do the story for Resident Evil 3 correct, and maybe retcon some of the stupid things that were in the original Resident Evil 3 out, like the whole thing of this game was originally, originally supposed to be called Resident Evil The Last Escape, and maybe just take out the fact that Jill says this is my last escape if you take that part out I'm, I'm good we, I'm, I'm golden dude um broken I don't know if you care much about it because I know you're not big on Resident Evil 3 but do you have anything to say go ahead I don't have much to say you know but you know if there's gonna be new content you know that's you know that's for the discretion and enjoyment of the player playing it and for the players who do get the game I hope they enjoy it Exactly. Uh, and once again, if you have not played the Resident Evil 2 remake, go ahead and get that game. The game's awesome. You will have, and especially if you uh, have never played a horror game, I think the Resident Evil 2 remake is the right game to start you off on. So. And let me tell you, if the game if the game is fun, it's even more fun with some Buffalo Wild Wings. 
Oh my god. You... Especially with the mango pepper and the uh, Asian one. Oh, the Asian one. You know the one. Yeah, I know, I know. Yo, shots, shots, Buffalo Wild Wings. Yo, Buffalo <laughs> Wild Wings. If you if you need a video game podcast, uh, uh, to you know shout y'all out and you know do some commercialing, let us know. We would love to have a food yeah. sponsor. But and, just in just in general, you know, hot wings and orange soda goes great with a good old fashioned horror game. Exactly. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, Resident Evil Three Remake comes out April third, uh, which is later this year. Later, and so pretty much in the next three months or so, the game should be coming out. So Resident Evil Three Remake comes out April third. Let's talk about Overwatch Two. Uh, Overwatch Two, um, likely or not, its release date just got leaked. Uh, I'm on Game Radar. Overwatch could be releasing on PC and console sometime this year, according to a now deleted post from the official PlayStation Brazil Twitter account. As captured in screenshots from uh, from Voxel, the post started that 2020 will be the year Overwatch 2 comes out to PS4, while providing a link to an old PlayStation blog interview from uh, November 2019 with the game's assistant director Aaron Keller. It's entire it's entirely possible that this is a simple mistake on the part of the PlayStation Brazil social media team who may have just assumed that Overwatch 2 would be launching uh, sometime in 2020 for PlayStation 4 players getting ahead of the arrival of the PlayStation 5 later this year. So just it's just a rumor at this point. So rumor has it that it could be out this year. Uh, Boken, any thoughts about this? What's up? We should have gotten a 30 second uh, character right oh like a few months of like in november so and we didn't until we got uh trailers for overwatch 2 so you know hopefully overwatch 2 comes out soon um but again you know like i'm really worried about the way the content is going to be displayed like in terms of people who already got overwatch 1 like like will we just have to pay just a little bit extra and then the new content will be added to our game or are we gonna have to like get like get like pay an extra 40 dollars like it's a new game and how will certain content be transferred over from our original accounts to our new accounts and stuff like that you know and again you know we've had all those issues with blizzard not too long ago so i'm worried about how that's gonna affect the sales both in a good and bad way uh let's see you know what's funny said earlier i was at costco today and one of the employees was actually having a conversation with me about how much he hated playing overwatch for the switch <laughs> so i was just laughing my ass off well, i'll say this right now um even whether this is a rumor or not whether this is a rumor and it looks like it's probably a rumor but i just want to talk about it because you know gaming news has been a little slow since the top of this uh year speaking I, of the switch I would probably uh, we'll give we'll get into that in a minute, but uh, I will just say like if Overwatch Two does come out this year, I, I guess that's kind of cool. Uh, if it comes out twenty twenty one, that's better. Um, like I said, this if this is just a simple mistake from the Brazil social media, the Brazil gaming um, site, then that's fine. I, I don't fault them. You know, sometimes things these things type these things happen, so it's whatever to me. But if Overwatch Two does come out this year then that's kind of cool too this is another rumor and this speaking of nintendo switch uh we could potentially begin a nintendo switch pro in 2020 and this is coming from the game illuminati once again shouts to the game illuminati rumors are uh cruising the net that a new nintendo switch is coming this year some have dubbed this switch uh the switch pro because of what's rumored to be under the hood according to our snitch uh a new switch is 
expected to drop mid-2020 with an upgraded CPU. That's not all, Ain't though. that a bitch. <laughs> That's not all, though. It's also rumored to have uh, a magnesium alloy body, 4K support, bigger cartridges, and a price point of $400. Let's pretend like this news is confirmed for a moment. I just pray Nintendo doesn't fragment their uh, audience with their upgraded hardware locking certain titles behind this stronger cpu would be a trash move i also hope to see uh improved battery and yeah this is also the, the snitches come from polygon so again this is just rumors and speculations right now mm-hmm. uh broken thoughts uh would you um you, you I, I really i really hope that uh they're not gonna be any kind of like um uh, locks like that that they mentioned in that last paragraph because because I really do not want to have to buy a second Switch, especially one that costs an, an additional $100 more than the original one does. And with magnesium alloy, that means you got to keep it away from alcohol because magnesium corrodes very easily when it makes contact with alcohol's basic chemistry. I mean, it's an alloy, but still, like with magnesium being the metal uh, of the alloy, you know. Um, but you know what's you know what I find interesting about the design in in the image uh, of the banner. Um, a, a lot of us in the Togusatsu community when they oh, first oh no hold on let me, let me make a joke okay so so like whenever they when they first revealed the switch we always made jokes about how it's a reference to Common Rider build because the blue and red controllers is basically a rabbit and tank. <laughs> So, so when I got the uh, the what's it called the switch with the black uh, with the black and black, I was like rabbit tank hazard. When I look at the new controller with the new blue and the new red, I'm thinking rabbit rabbit and tank tank. Uh, so it's like really funny to me. Uh, the idea of keeping the whole common rider build motif with the switch it's like, makes me laugh my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I'm glad I'm glad you got your little common writer reference out. Real it's, quick. it's not just about making a reference. It's just a, it's it's a hilarious chuckle. I, I'm not just about common writer references, but like I'm not a one trick pony like a certain Karen. But uh, <laughs> but I just I but the but it's like it's one thing to make a joke, but it's another thing when you keep when the joke keeps building onto itself into like an even better joke. It's a certain beauty to comedy. I don't care that much about it. I mean, I'm trying to get a Switch anyway. Uh, I If it's a Switch Pro, I really hope they don't do the thing like the PlayStation Pro does. I think it'd be okay. I'm not, I, I, Again, I'm not a Switch owner. I don't care necessarily because I don't own a Switch just yet. But I'm pretty sure when I do, if I if I might be training that Switch, said Switch to get a Switch Pro, if it does have a better battery, like how how long does the battery last on a switch, Aboken? I've I've never asked. I'd say about five hours without charging, depending on the game you're playing. Okay. Well, if I can get like a solid ten hours, uh, battery life, I think I'd be I think I'd be better off doing that. So yeah. Like I said, these also, are just rumors. Better have uh, more internal storage. Like I said, these are just rumors. We'll keep we'll keep you guys up to date with that. All right, probably our ending discussion. Let's talk about Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Uh, so Dragon Ball Z Kakarot's the brand new Dragon Ball Z game that's coming out soon, uh, where you're playing as Goku and other characters from the Dragon Ball universe, and it's a retelling once again of the uh, original three stories from Dragon Ball Z 
the um, the Saiyan Saga, the four actually, the Saiyan Saga, the Frieza Saga, the Cell Saga, and the Boo Saga. Boo Saga. But the difference is they pretty much turn Dragon Ball Z into Monster Hunter World, where you, in order to get, in order to uh, upgrade your skills, your fighting styles, and everything, you actually yeah, have to do certain grind. missions. And one of those missions, which made me laugh, was you would need to have Goku fly through these rings. Um, and oh god, here it goes. Superman returns. TV and TBH was the TBH. Because I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give credit where credits due. The Black Hokage was the one who said it first. Not me. I'm gonna give credit where credits due because I, I ain't trying to Carlos Mencia things. Uh, he's the one who's like, yeah, this is kind of like Superman 64. And he's kind, and he's pretty much right on the. He hit the hail. He hit the nail right on the head with that. Wow, I can't believe I called it. <laughs> I'm gonna say this. I'm. I'm not. I'm not. I'm honestly not impressed with Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. I just feel as if they. I mean, it's cool. I, it, that just, it just looks like an upgraded version of that uh, Game Boy Advance game. I've got. Uh, it, uh, yeah, exactly. It's li It's all this. It's live action Legacy of Goku. That's all it is. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, Legacy of Goku. It wasn't that bad of a game. It was okay. I mean, let's just. Legacy of Goku 2 and Boo's Fury were better games, but all I seek Dragon Ball Kakarot is it's Legacy of Goku. That's all the game is, and I don't know if there are people who like Legacy of Goku or not, but me personally, I'm just not impressed. And I, I mean, I was I'm not never a fan of the gameplay of Legacy of Goku. I only like the commercial for it, where like where that kid is inside the car. And like his mom is listening to talk radio, and then he comes out of the car as a Super Saiyan. Honestly, games like this, when it comes to Dragon Ball Z, don't impress me that much no more. Like I think the last, the last Dragon Ball Z game that impressed me honestly was Xenoverse Two. But and that's because of the fact that they, they treat that game more like an MMO than they yeah. did with like just a regular action adventure game. Me, because, I enjoyed it for the two hours I actually played it, but like I couldn't really like have the attention span to finish it though uh but uh, for what little i did play it was pretty fun i my character is an albino namekian but <laughs> but yeah. check your green privilege check <laughs> white lives matter <laughs> oh god we're, dude, we're, we're, dude, context you're... context I know, I know, but man, there's gonna be an SJW out there who's gonna be like, "Oh my God, you are a horrible person." I'm just trying to save Don't you. Don't you realize man. how marginalized the albino Namekians were during the Great Drought? <laughs> <laughs> but overall, like I said, I'm the Kakarot doesn't impress me. It just. And don't get me wrong, I like Xenoverse 2. I just, I honestly am just not the biggest fan of its no. gameplay. And all, Z all General Z Kakarot reminds me of is, is Xenoverse 2's gameplay. That's all it is. And I I'm just, I'm honestly just gonna skip this. I, I don't think it's gonna be worth the 60 bucks people are gonna be spending on it. I'll just wait until it's like 20 bucks, and I'll just stick to Dragon Ball Fighter Z, which is still, in my opinion, the best Dragon Ball Z game to come out since probably Dragon Ball Z Tenkaichi 3. That's just me. You know what revision might make this game a little bit more interesting for people? Which one? Instead of making it Dragon Ball, uh, instead of making it Dragon Ball Kakarot, make it Dragon Ball Bardock. Like, what if you made like an original uh, video game uh, story for Bardock, uh, like taking place before the events of Bardock, Father of Goku slash Dragon Ball Super Broly? I would probably say, nah, I can't, I can't deal with that. <laughs>
It's a little too much for me, Dot. <coughs> God damn it, Lucas. <laughs> Anyways, that's a little too much for me, dog. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Do you got anything else to say about this game, uh, Boken? Uh, not really. Like, I, I just could not get into Kakarot. Like, I just could not feel invested. Oh, wait, there was one thing I did like about, uh, from a, a release gameplay footage of what? Uh, Kakarot. One thing I liked. In the cutscene, where Piccolo sacrifices himself to save Gohan during the Saiyan saga. They did a great job animating Piccolo in that scene. Like, like you could see, like, he was really worried about Gohan. And I'm like, oh, that's a real dad, man. That's a real dad. I'll wait until the I'll wait until the game's price drops. That's just yeah. me. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna like hop over fences to try to get this game. I got bills, so that's mm -hmm. just. That's just me. The game comes yeah. out actually. The game comes out ne uh, this week, uh, as the at the time of this recording, it comes out Friday, January seventeenth. So if you're a big yeah. Dragon Ball Z fan, if, you're, if this is the game you you guys are looking forward to, then go ahead, pay pay that sixty bucks, and y'all have a good time. All right. No no hate no hate on this channel. No hate on the podcast. So yeah, you you can clearly tell that I'm like you know what I'm not gonna roast people tonight. So. Uh, yeah. I just thought of an idea for a really weird Dragon Ball game. What? Lego Dragon Ball. This. Thank you guys very much. This is episode 93 <laughs> of the Struggle Game Podcast. Thank you guys very much for taking the time out of your day or night to listen to us. We greatly appreciate it. Boken Kamado, what's your closing statement for episode 93? Go. My, my closing statement is don't be a choosing beggar. Just, just don't. Just don't. Like, like, take your opportunities when you have them. All right, then. And my closing comment is, well, hopefully It'll everyone's having apparent. a great day. And hopefully, everyone, hopefully everyone's having a great year thus far. Hopefully everyone is succeeding their new year's resolutions. And we're, the war on, the war on Karens is still going, guys. Uh, if you know, if you know a Karen who's going to bring some bland potato salad to a cookout, uh, immediately kick him out. That's all I got to say about that. Yeah. And, and outside of that being what I want to say, I also want to say y'all can email us at scrubbergamebookies at gmail.com. That's scrubbergamebookies at gmail.com. For your questions, comments, stories, advice, and business inquiries, all that fun stuff. If you want to find us, find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Type in Scrubble Game. Bam! Scrubble Game is all in your home. You can also find us on our YouTube page, Scrubble Gaming. And you can find us on our home base, soundcloud.com slash Gaming. That's soundcloud.com slash Gaming. For previous episodes of the Scrub Lounge podcast, Scrubble Cinema presents the Scrubble Retrospective Review and our flagship show, The Struggle Game Podcast. If you want to get a hold of any of us, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, the Reckless underscore Fox, YouTube, Reckless underscore Fox, and find all my latest game content on twitch.tv slash Reckless Fox. Boken Kabuto, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Boken Kabuto, or you can find me on Instagram at Chrono underscore Justice underscore Fossil. Uh, with all that said, uh, thank you all for showing up and listening to us rant about Karens and uh, talk about video games. And thank you guys for just being so awesome as as you always as you guys always are. And we will see you on the next episode of the podcast. But until then, guys, peace out, bless up, and keep on things twenty dollars or less. And we bet you all in the do. Goodbye, and good night. Bang, deuces. <laughs>